Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to another show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Melissa Delp. Kevin Delp. Ryan Pills. And Psychic Larry. In the house. Hanging out and playing some games, talking about some of the things that are coming to Kickstarter. I think in this episode, we have uh, a show sponsor that we're going to give a shout out to. We've got uh, some brand new Kickstarters that are pretty exciting that we're excited to share with y'all. And then uh, we're also going to be talking about, uh, I'm not 100% sure how this is going to go down. I think we're talking about our top favorite game in the top 10 on bgg if we have one i think it was more here's the top 10 games let's rant that sounds like a great topic we're gonna go with that your favorite game from the top 10 list or and or your least favorite and or your least favorite should be fun so stick around for that uh as always though we want to start off the episode by just talking about some of the games that we've been playing recently uh i know that sarah and i had some friends over this weekend and got to play several games uh but what are you what are you guys up to what cool games are you playing that i need to know about i got to play green team wins for the first time for the first time I can now and wipe the board whoa perfect score nice, nice. good job Ryan. the key to playing is having a really large group and half of them being young people like 13 and under oh okay <laughs> what, what, <laughs> and then thinking what, like them is that yeah, the I was say, but your gut just was thinking like a 13 year old i guess i just never grew up so way to go uh what a lot of people sounds fun where did the game come from? Did you have it and just hadn't played it yet? Oh, no. We invited um, some folks over. Our our neighbors across the street play games, some, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the Korfmans from okay. Tantrum Con. Yeah, good time. Um, they also came over. So, yeah, had a lot of people did, in our small living room. Game? I think the Korfmans. Oh, okay. I think Chris is a big like fan. Yeah. It's hard Clean to get a hold of. Clean printing. It's true. <laughs> I heard that uh, some people foolishly give it away and then they regret it. Well, the regret wasn't true, but the giving away and other people hundred percent regret. It's, they live to regret it. Yeah, I, I gifted it to, to some wonderful people, my parents, and then this past weekend I was like, "Hey, where's Green Team Wins at?" And Sarah was like, "Bitterness." <laughs> <laughs> so instead, we played. It's not called top ten Just or one. rank it. What's fun it called? Facts, fun, Will, fun facts. facts. Oh, fun facts. We had a great time with fun facts. We ordering did. the things in the yeah, yeah. You write on the plastic slate, and we played with several adults and several young kids as well, uh, which was hilarious. And one of the guys that we played with is very like I don't know, if, not analytical. I don't know what the word is, but he he really enjoys like thinking through why people answered the way they answered so it was actually really enjoyable it was a little bit different than our normal experiences because we like every he like made everybody answer like now why did you say that but everybody had really great stories so we like ranked on a scale of one to 100 how afraid are you of the dark and i put a kind of high number <laughs> but then we all told so stories I. about I was why. the highest number and i'm not afraid of the dark except for outside and that's because as a kid 
I ran through the yard and stepped on a snake barefoot in the dark, and I cannot go outside in the yard barefoot at, in the dark anymore. The dark doesn't bother me. It's being alone in the dark. Alone. When when I was growing up, at, when I was in college, they'd given away my room because my, my grandfather stayed with my parents. And we had Oh, at two, home. Like, yeah, you came home. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he got to college. They <laughs> oh, yeah. didn't have a room for him. In, in my dorm, yeah. My grandfather was in there. Uh, it was. I was lost. <laughs> my parents had two pieces of property that were adjoining, so I had to sleep in the shack next door. So I kept a bat that I would run across <laughs> the yard and go inside and lock to... it really fast. Yeah, <laughs> did not like being alone in there. Slept with the bat by my bed. Yeah, it sounds legit. Yeah, that's pretty much what everybody's stories were. Like the the couple of little girls that we were playing with were just like, I don't know. I just wrote twenty five because I'm kind of scared. And all the people, all the adults had like traumatic stories from childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great time. <laughs> we got to play uh, the expansion to the advent- adventures of Robin Hood. The expansion is called Friar Tuck in Danger. Uh, the original game came out probably in 2018, 2019, and it is an adventure a co-op game where you are um, – each player is in control of one of the uh, characters from Robin Hood, like Robin Hood, Maid Marian, uh, Little John, and Will Scarlet. Will Scarlet, and this one has a four sort of four story scenario that is added on with campaign sorry, four scenarios campaign that has new, new boards you're adding on. It's got Friar Tuck and it's got Sheriff of Nottingham that they brought into the game as well. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. Playing through it, we played through all four games in the campaign. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you guys have talked about it before. Did you make it all the way through? Was this the last one? Well, this is an expansion. So we played the original game, and that one was like six, I think-ish games. Did we talk about the expansion already? I think so. I mean, I remember writing down Friar Tuck before. So unless there's another game with the... Nope, we're done. (laughs) Okay. Oh, we just keep talking about it and talking about it. I mean, if it's good and you played it... Right, right. That's what I was saying. Did you finish it? We finished the campaign. I would say it's... Friar Tuck is no longer in danger. Oh, good. He's been saved. (laughs) (laughs) We got to play a game with Larry... Uh, a few nights ago. Ooh, I heard about this one. It was Larry's Grail game. Tell us about this Grail game, Larry. It was one of them. Uh, Rising Sun. Uh, I've been trying to play this for a couple of years now. Amy bought it for me for Christmas two years back, I think, now. Um, but it is, I mean, it's best with more players. It's, I think it's like three to six players. Um, so I was waiting to find that perfect large group to play with but you didn't find him i didn't even better right i didn't have to do any of the work your birthday soon yeah except i did make those burgers hey so well small price do you feel like bilbo baggins and people just kept showing up at your house (laughs) and wanting food had no clue what was going on we show up he's like oh you guys are here (laughs) jonah goes up oh and you weird Yeah, did People you just not kept on coming in? I and you like, didn't know you were playing the game either, or did you just? I didn't know we were anything. playing the game. No, yeah, I figured that we're playing a game. Yeah, once a bunch of people started showing up, I was like, "This must be a game of some sort." <laughs> it's just a game that they show up. <laughs> I know, um, but Kevin and Melissa taught us how to play. It was a fun time. Um, it was Kevin, Melissa, Ryan, Jonah, and me and my brother-in-law. I heard um, there was some great twists in the game. Oh, there were some great twists. <laughs> yeah. I got invited, but we had other stuff going on. I was sad that I didn't get to make it. 
But then the story's maybe even more sad because it sounded like <laughs> Jonah was like riding high on the horse oh, and then knocked off at the knees. <laughs> yeah. Dan came out of nowhere, out of yeah. nowhere, and no. just whooped everybody. Middle of the game, we figured out, uh oh, we're all in trouble because he had a card that basically gave him like 26 points. Yeah, it well, was crazy. And he had one of uh, an Oni or something that every time he moved, he one. stole points from him. I, I think he got that that last. It was the the he ever told me it was like right at the end. Like, yeah, just kind of came out of nowhere. Crazy. So, um, I, I was aligned with Dan, right? Yeah. At when he had that, and, and I had to throw out the betrayal. Oh. So, of all the people at the table, I was the only one who <laughs> actually betrayed someone. Nice. The Melissa most, coming the in there with the suspect. right. Who would have thought? So she actually, she, I don't actually know. I guess it did help you a little bit, but it really helped everybody else. Because when you betray uh, someone, you actually can remove a piece from the board. And Melissa removed that Oni. Yeah. That Oni from the board. So. Yeah, the one that was killing us all. Right. Turn after just stealing yeah. points from everybody. Because he was the least reputable. The least honorable. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So he yeah. took points from everybody. Yeah. Now, Larry, so you, this was your first time playing it too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they set the bar hot, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ruined that experience for you from now no, on. No, it was, it was fun. I liked it a lot. Um, I think I liked it out of the trilogy of like Blood Rage, Rising Sun, and Ankh. I think I liked Rising Sun the best out of those three. That's interesting that you played Ankh before you even played Rising Sun, the third know, in the trilogy. Really. That's cool. So you enjoyed Rising Sun. You played Blood Rage a while, a while back? Yeah, I played it at Tantrum Con a couple of years ago. Okay. It may nice. be because I played against a guy who was good and he just trounced me. But I personally just like yeah, the Yeah, how, how would you rank them? What, gameplay of Rising of all three, the gameplay stands out to me of Rising Sun. It's got some unique mechanisms with the sort of silent or uh, hidden bidding plus the area control that's going on. It really works well for me personally. And then which one's second and which one's third? I like Blood Rage second, I think. Blood Rage yeah. is good. It's Blood Rage to, is really good. Hard to beat. Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, one of the other games that I got a chance to play this weekend is called Bonsai from DV Games. It's a tile placement game where you are building your cute little bonsai tree and you are uh, putting the wood tiles, the leaf tiles, the cherry blossom tiles. And everybody has, there's basically two actions in the game that you can take. You're either uh, meditating, which is basically adding new uh, cards from the supply to your tableau to make your ability to grow trees better or you're curating i think is the other term and that's you know cultivating and you're actually putting the tiles onto your tree they obviously have special ways that they go onto the tree you're going to score them differently depending on um like the blossoms are it's kind of cool you actually score every open edge of the tile so anything that's not touching anything you score points on which is kind of neat because you're tempted to like load up your tree with more cherry blossoms but that means that more of them are touching each other so you're like reducing your points so it was kind of some fun strategy and where to put things at i think i've not won oh i did win yesterday did i win yesterday we played it a couple times and i was doing terrible lincoln crushed me the first game uh, I think I lost uh, to somebody the next time, and then I finally did pretty good in our last game of it. But it's a fun one. I enjoyed it. I like the aesthetics of it a lot. I Mostly I just want a bonsai tree in real life. <laughs> Katie and I got to play Star Wars, the deck-building game. It's a two-player head-to-head game, and uh, I think we'll have an overview uh, coming out the week that this airs, so definitely check that out. It's um, a little bit... It's, it doesn't do anything too complicated as deck building games go. Uh, what differentiates it is there are some cards that are 
capital ships, and they can come out and uh, they'll just stay out, and you'll get their benefit every time you have a turn. And then you're trying to bust your opponent's base, and you have to bust like three bases or five bases, depending on the mode you're playing. And the capital ships are like extra health that you have to burn through before you can actually touch the base beyond. And when you're playing, there's a market of six cards. Some of them are rebel, some of them are empire, and some of them are neutral. Anybody can buy the neutral cards, though they tend to be a little more expensive. The rebel and empire cards can only be bought by their respective factions, but the other faction can attack those cards while they're in the market to get a one-off bonus. Hmm. So as I was playing... I didn't have any Rebel cards to purchase. All I could do was attack Empire cards, which actually helped me a lot because a lot of the bonuses allow you to exile cards from your hand, and you just you don't have to worry about those being in your deck. So I just trimmed my deck down right off um, by like four or five of the starter cards, and then I was getting – when I did get cards, I was getting them a lot faster, um, and I think that's why I won. But – is it only a two-player, or is it... It's only two-player, except if you buy a second version, copy. a second copy of the game, there are special rules that you can play 2v2, but I think you have to go online to look them up. I would be interested in seeing what they are, but again, you have to buy a second copy of the game. Mm. Um, so, Most likely, it's probably plays best at just two. Yeah, I I don't know. I, it probably does. So check out our overview of that, and uh, you'll get to see a little bit more and see the cards and such, and yeah. Cool stuff. All right, let's jump into a shout-out to our sponsor. This episode, we actually have two sponsors. The first is Fable Smith Games, and their game, Passengers, is coming to Kickstarter soon, and we'll be talking about it in our Kickstarter conniption. Our other sponsor is... Crafting Kingdoms. Crafting Kingdoms, and they are on GameFound right now. And this isn't campaign is not for a game, it's for accessories. And so if you have Frosthaven, Gloomhaven, or Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, you can get some playmats that will go with them. This is not from Cellophane Games. This is a third party that is bringing playmats that are compatible with those games. And they are for your characters or for the monsters. The mats, you can get them upgraded to double-sided. So you have the Frosthaven side and the dungeon side. You can get an upgrade to get the stitching along the edges. But these mats are going to help you lay out your cards and keep things tidy in your player area as you play through either Frosthaven or Gloomhaven. And this campaign is going to... Only going to be on GameFound for a few more days. So if you are interested, definitely check it out. Crafting Kingdoms on GameFound with several types of player mats that you can get to enhance Frosthaven or Gloomhaven. Let's jump into that Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about four games coming to Kickstarter, GameFound, or BackerKit, one of those crowdfunding platforms, uh, during the uh, end of March, beginning of April 2023. Will, start us off. Oh, cool. I get a start. This is unusual. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> when you Surprise. when you sit out of circle order, it messes you all up. Uh, the game that I'm talking about is Project L is bringing a new expansion to uh, Kickstarter. The Project L game is a uh, pretty slick tile placement uh, engine building game that features the coolest looking chiclet pieces of plastic <laughs> I've ever played with. Uh, in the game, you are playing uh, different, you're collecting different tiles from a central pool and those tiles are inset and you actually use plastic uh, pieces to to fill up the spaces and when you do you'll unlock new pieces that you can use to fill up new uh, cards and so you're building an engine uh, and gathering new pieces as you go uh, project l has a number of expansions that they've already released they've got a finesse expansion and a ghost expansion and uh, ambassador pack there's a number of different ones that all just add additional uh, tiles and components to the game so if you enjoy the project l series or if you like games that just have a really unique table presence to them uh, definitely check out the project l expansion coming to kickstarter very soon melissa what do you got Fable Smith Games is bringing Passengers on March 28th, and this is one of our sponsors for the episode. Passengers is for four to eight players, plays in about 30 minutes to an hour, and it's sort of a hidden role game. Basically, there's going to be two teams, or if you have an odd number of players, two teams and then someone who's an outlier. But you don't know who's on which team. And basically, you are on the riverbanks of Limbo, and you are trying to either get souls across the river, or you are trying to hide demons on the boats to go across the river to uh, smuggle them safely across. So you're going to have these cards that you are playing face down onto the boats and the place that you place it onto is going to give you a special bonus benefit action and some of those actions might let you peek at the cards that are face down or they might let you swap cards or give other sorts of benefits but you're kind of trying to figure out who is on your team and who is putting the souls on the ships or the demons and trying to get the right ship to sail because there's going to be two ships and only one of them will actually make it. So you're trying to get certain combinations of those cards in to cross the river of limbo yes (laughs) so that is passengers we're going to have an overview video and a play few playthrough video on our channel so you can see what it's like kevin i have a game it's actually also talking about the other world uh this is from our friends over at grand gamers guild coming to game found on march 28th uh, is the game called turninog i'm gonna spell it out because it's a little hard to understand how to uh, spell it if you don't know how to spell it. It's T-I-R-N-A-N-O-G. It's actually three different words. Tur-na-nog. Uh, this game is for one to five players. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes to play uh, From de- and designed by Isaac Shalev and Jason Singerland. Isaac was actually at Tantrum Con a few weeks ago, and yeah. he showed me a copy, a prototype of this game. So I got to play, play it with him and a few other people, and this is a sort of... 
a drafting type game, card drafting game, where there's a grid of cards um, out on the main sort of main area, and you are placing your meeples in between the cards, and they're numbered cards. And but everyone's doing this, and after everyone has their meeples out, then you start to draft those cards from the grid. So you might have put your meeple in between two cards, um, and that sort of locks that spot. But then someone else might have placed their meeple sort of below um, the other two, like those two cards. And um, that could mean they take one of the cards you want. So you're sort of drafting those cards and then you're placing those numbered cards into your own personal tableau. And there's different goals uh, that will help you score different ways. There's some cards that give you special benefits, certain certain powers um, that let you do certain things. And uh, yeah, so the one cool thing that I wanted to mention as well is the art uh, from this game is the same artist that did Unreal Estate. I believe it was one of Grand Gamers Guild's yep. first games. That one had fun art. I really I really like that art. Yeah. So um, I would highly recommend checking out Turnanog. Uh, the art is uh, amazing. It has this Irish, uh, the Irish theme, um, which is Turnanog is the realm of the other of the other world in the Irish myth. So uh, really cool art. Uh, all the cards have that uh, have that cool um, art that we we're talking about. So you definitely check that out that we can't really explain to you because you're listening and not watching. But you can check it out on GameFound March 28th. I think Sarah has the last one. Coming April 4th is Terminus from Inside Up Games. Uh, they are the ones who published Earth, which is uh, coming out right now. In this game, you are acting as a um, transit company working to build the subway lines in and further the town's um, resources and ability to transport passengers. So you will have to manage your time, money, and resources as you build new lines and um, there will be different objectives you can fulfill. You can work on individual projects or um, some agendas that the city is trying to push. So um, you'll just need to, by the end of the game, deliver exactly what the city needs. So this is a two to five player game um, that will take about 30 to 45 minutes per person. Um, So that is Terminus coming from Inside Up Games, April 4th. All right, so let's talk about Our the rant. BGG hotness. Not the hotness. No, not the hotness. The Just top the... 10 games of ranked all on BGG, highest rankings, thousands of votes, mm-hmm. hate scores and love scores, <laughs> trying to Should we just rank list it all them over first? the place. Sure, so should. everybody knows. In the number 10 spot is Go Spirit Island. In the number 9 spot this is all on BGG. Star Wars Rebellion. I need to play that. Number, <laughs> number eight is War of the Ring, second edition. Number seven is Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Number six, Terraforming Mars. Number five, Twilight Imperium, fourth edition. Number four is Ark Nova. Number three is Gloomhaven. Number two is Pandemic Legacy Season 1. And the number one spot recently is mm-hmm. Brass Birmingham. So there's lots of talk about Brass Birmingham hitting the number one spot. Mm-hmm. It was like a hot topic for a while. Everybody was... I mean, I remember... People like, flooded into like hate voted down and then a bunch more people voted it up and then <laughs> craziness I, over I there. I remember when... Twilight Struggle? Twilight. Remember when Twilight yes. Struggle was number one? 
Yes, and it was a big deal when, when that bumped. was. I mean, that was on there for a long years. Time. It is now fourteen. It slipped so quickly. Wow. And I think was it um, was Gloomhaven the one that bopped it off? Probably, which was one of the most highly awarded games that I remember. Like it won every award possible the mm-hmm. years that it came out. It's been it says twenty seventeen, so it was right around that time. Because I know the dates on BGG are a little off because of because it was a Kickstarter and all that. But yeah, that was very interesting uh, talk. And now that game is lower, and now you have all these other games that are. So how many of us have actually played Gloomhaven? I have played Gloomhaven. I've played, I have played. two scenarios of it. So okay. I, I didn't get very deep into it. Two percent. Two is that? <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, I did enjoy it. Part of it was the 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 setting. Like I got to play it at Dice Tower Con with a bunch of friends who were like, "You got? You haven't played this game? We got to try it." So we did have a great time playing the first round. It's the type of game that I would play if you didn't have a, other games to play right if a someone else bought it and set it up and taught me how to play every scenario and b yeah like you got to have a lot of time to dedicate to actually really enjoy this game uh what if me and amy set it up on our table and then we have the topper we just leave it there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yep game toppers there we go game with the dining LLC. topper um we uh, i would be up for trying a couple more rounds you also played charles the lion right I did play. Uh, I played a couple. I didn't play a lot of Jaws of Love. I mean, which? It, yeah, go for like it. Which one should I jump into if I was going to do it? Well, one of your, your complaints was the setup time, right? right exactly. So Jaws of the Lion basically help you with that does it, personal problem. Does it, <laughs> that's a good description. Uh, does it take away? Like, I do enjoy, even though I didn't want to take the 45 minutes that it took them to set up the game. Um, I mean, I did enjoy all of the pieces and the settings and the, you know, table presence. Do you lose all that with the Jaws of the Lion? I mean, you just like open a book page, right? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, you can flip through the book and kind of, I think there there are still different kind of structures and things that you put in there, um, but it's not as extensive as the Gloomhaven. Is, um, I already and I think lost the, the list. Is, the, is Jaws of the Lion on the list too mm-hmm. or not? Jaws of so the Lion both and Gloomhaven. Yep. Yeah, okay. So Jaws of the Lion is number seven. Gloomhaven is number three. Um, yeah, I, I'm wondering to see, like, eventually will Jaws of the Lion beat Gloomhaven Overtake? in the next few years? We'll see. Because of its accessibility? Mm-hmm. Although I will tell you, just I'll, looking at this list. Right. It's not really accessible focused. So right. It's not yeah. Like it, the, these games are, some heavy ones. are mostly heavier games, right? They're, they're games that are going to take you, most of them are taking two, at least two hours. I'm looking at all these games. They're at least two right. hours. Two, three games. hour games. Uh, right. Or full scenario that you're supposed to play a year. So, and really thinky. There's a lot going on in the games. I would say the lightest of these games it's are. Pandemic. Hmm. Well, Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is still a commitment, right? Because you True. have to play through all tw- – you don't have to, to play through really, all, but you yeah. want to play through all 12. It's it's a whale that you bite a little bit off at a time. <laughs> but, yeah, probably the, most, smaller probably the most accessible because <laughs> pandemic, the pandemic system is a lot easier to right. The actual mechanics mm-hmm. are not hard to play. Sure. Yeah. I would put Pandemic Legacy – it, you can overthink it, though, because it's a legacy game, and you're like, I don't want to destroy the rest of my experience. Make a horrible decision first scenario and have to live with that for the next 12. Did you do that, Ryan? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it season one or season two? Season it's season one. one? Okay. Season one, which we I've... did play with Ryan and Katie. Right. We played all of them. I don't think we played season two. I don't think Larry I Larry not played season one? Okay. So everyone around this table except Larry has played season one. I would say out of this, out of the legacy games, it was one of the better legacy games that I played. Sorry, Ryan, that you had a problem. No, it was just spoilers. <laughs> right. One, warning. One of the things. It's okay. It's eight year old spoiler. Ha- You're fine. But Larry hasn't played it. <laughs> right. there, okay. One of the diseases becomes like a super disease. Right. And I think when we played, it happened to be the worst possible one. Yes. <laughs> the worst one became the but, one but that was super. The, the worst part for me was the best character was the betrayer one or something. Isn't that like more spoilers? Yeah. We warned him. We already warned him. Yeah. I already warned him. Like isn't like the one that we like beefed up the most became the bad guy, the bad yeah. guy, it's or something. It's been too long since I played it. I can't. remember. It was like that I was remember, like a big thing for me. I definitely remember like losing three games in a row or whatever because it was like if you lose this many games in a row, unlock Sorry. the new thing. Or whatever. There, it was cool unlocking stuff because we unlocked some things. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was neat. what I, is this? All these pieces. And they were like, we're going to have to play the next one right away because I can't wait <laughs> more than a week or two before we play whatever else is next. I personally wouldn't put it as number two if I'm going to rant a little bit. In the whole world In the whole world. It was a good game and it was definitely unique. It was, it was innovative at the time. Sure. Yeah. Is it, it it's in my, in my top 100 games, it's not my number two. I mean, it might be in my top 100. Tough one. But it, I, whew, man. That's a hard discussion. Like I really, the, the reason we the, we we it wasn't under, in the your reason top we ten. Be, no, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> the reason we believe I don't think any of these were my top ten. Right. The reason we believe the theory or whatever is that serious gamers are mm-hmm. ranking these more, and so sure. that's why they're less accessible. I agree. Which, in my opinion, makes like a lot of them are less fun than a lot of other games out there. But if you're talking about like the art of Euro wow. board gaming, <laughs> then I think. You know, it makes sense that that one sets some standards. It it has mass appeal, but also offers depth. I don't, mm-hmm. It deserves a spot on the list. I do have to say, I really don't enjoy Pandemic. No, I agree. But with I Sarah. thoroughly enjoyed Pandemic Legacy with you, one hundred percent. Yep. So that in and of itself uh, <laughs> it's would impressive. move it up on no the list. Words. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's definitely, like I said, Pandemic itself is not on my top hundred, but Pandemic Legacy is. Yes, yes. Just not number two. Sure, sure. That's sad because I don't know that I'd play Legacy again. Wait, you need to play Zero. Zero's like a Cold War. It's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) He got a little excited. It's pretty interesting, Ryan. We we should play it. No diseases. Well, or not a focus on diseases. spoiler. Are people a disease? (laughs) (laughs) Some of them. Uh, Number one. Let's talk about that one. I've not played Brass. Bra- I have played Brass Lancashire. I have not actually played Brass Birmingham. It's sitting on our shelf, yeah, though. Actually <laughs> had, we actually have had it since the Kickstarter got delivered. So it's on our what? shelf of opportunity. Shelf mm-hmm. of wanting. Shelf of wanting. 2018? Of wanting? Yeah, it's been on there for a long time. I've actually never actually played a hard copy. I actually played the app. Oh. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like I like it. It's thinky, it's though. When's yeah. Kevin's birthday? Maybe Amy could schedule a surprise Whose birthday? When's your birthday? April third. Well, so, what? It's it's coming so up close. soon. Larry, April third. Brass and Kevin's house. No, wait. You your have to cook. Is April third? Yeah. For real though. Ask my wife. You have yes. to. 
You have to cook us April pizza, but we'll come and fifth. teach you how to play the game. Crazy. <laughs> Amy's on the fourth. Oh no way! We need to have like multiple consecutive <laughs> birthday wow. parties. She's always wanted to play brass. <laughs> Three, fourth. No, Amy does not want to play brass. <laughs> True. Yes, sure. right now. She's gonna be like coal, iron. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, play Nightmare Legacy season one, number two is. It's, at least it's on the, in the top ten. Gloomhaven number three. I think Gloomhaven should have a spot. It is kind of weird that Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Line are both in the top ten. It says something crazy about their fans, at least. People really love the game. Yeah. All right, Larry, give us the Arc Nova. I know that's going to be. Yeah. Is that your I, favorite of the list? Um, pro- I mean, favorite of the list, yes, for sure. I like Arc Nova a lot. It's, I mean... It, it takes is. too long. Oh. Oh. oh, it only takes too long if you think too long. Oh. I think too long. It's just the... Wow, it's, the it depends on the down tonight. It's true. It depends true. on all the players. It's true. It depends I mean, on what you're told it's going to take versus what it actually takes. Okay, <laughs> That's that, the key. That is true. <laughs> we can play it in an hour, yeah. Ryan. No problem. <laughs> Four Me and- hours later... I don't even think we were halfway through the game at that point. <laughs> yeah, we were. The back half of the game is a lot faster. It does ramp up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and Jonah played a three-player game at Mega MooseCon in two hours, yeah, two and a half hours. Quick. We, we that, moved that through was a that fast pretty one. quick. Um, but yeah, I like it. I mean, it is. it does take a while, but in actuality, you only can do one of five actions. So, I one mean... One of five? Yeah. You only got five <laughs> cards there. That's all you can do. Um, but... Obviously, the order you take them and the timing is all crucial. Um, but yeah, there's just a ton of cards. I like the art. I like the animal theme. It's cool to see all the animals. I feel like I haven't done great in my plays because I go after the animals I like as opposed to the ones <laughs> that benefit my zoo the best. So maybe I should change my strategy. I have enjoyed it every time I've played it. The I really think this is the type of game that needs a deluxe edition mm. because I need inset boards to slide my action tiles on and I need a player mat and I need on, all these other down. pieces that and, and and they've done well enough obviously number four on the list that they got to be thinking about it so go ahead and hook me up with one of those and I'll be ready to like it even more <laughs> yeah if they did I mean well all of the maps are kind of different they're asymmetrical so that would be a lot of insetting I guess if you could put like the Slide map on mat top into, of a, yeah, we can do that. A, yeah, there you go. <laughs> a player mat would also help too. But yeah, it would definitely help. Sometimes you like knock your board, Ugh, and it's like yes. there goes my zoo. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Start over. I think one of the most epic games on this list is Twilight Imperium. I agree. I mean, and the reason I say epic is because just the sprawling nature, but just what it entails. Now, Gloomhaven, you could say, is also epic, but it's almost like a, a different kind because of the campaign nature of the game, whereas Twilight Imperium is its own sort of thing, own its own experience, and then you put it away, you bring it out, it's going to be a whole different experience and a different game, um, whereas Gloomhaven, you're sort of like you know campaigning through and changing your character, and it's got its own cool thing. But Twilight Imperium is... I think one of those games that a lot of people are like, you know, that's an epic um, game in the um, what Fantasy Flight has done. Does it really take all day? Yeah, it's going to probably take you six to eight hours to play. Yeah. Can't even imagine. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. There's games that are longer than that that are out there. There are. And, I, and one of those games that I just played recently is Blood on the Clock Tower. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's not six to eight hours. For six to eight hours? It was, you could play four hours, no problem, okay. if you wanted to. 
Um, it's only ranked like 450, but it's rising quick. I don't know that it'll get to top 10, but mm-hmm. it was it was an experience that was much more enthralling and epic than I ex- anticipated. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Let's Play Werewolf for an right. hour. And then three hours later, I was like, it's over, man. Oh, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it has all the right things for epicness. Um, and it's got the scenarios and things, so you can play it more it's in, in different ways other than just the werewolf at night. But the, the other one that's epic is the War of the Rings Second Edition, which I have not played, but I have seen played. I've not played, and that one it's got the Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. And you're sort of going through the storyline. And I, I wish like, I knew more about that one. I'd like to play it, but I think um, there's so many other good games to play. Right. I've seen Twilight played by lots of other people too. So like I've seen the people enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that for Lord of the Rings. I don't. I just. I don't. They don't have it at the. There are a lot of deluxe editions of that. There, I've seen some super awesome deluxe versions of the War of the Ring. Oh yeah, so that would be cool. That'd it's be cool. good, good game to bling out. Number six is my favorite list on the uh, uh, the number game. Number six is the favorite <laughs> game it's hard on to the explain. list. Sorry, <laughs> Terraforming Mars. Kevin's pick is number six. Thank you. That's my favorite game on the list. Terraforming Mars. <gasps> Um, I like the the hand management, the deck building, the not really deck building, but what you're doing in the game with all the different powers of the cards yeah. and and all that. I will do you say, play with a deluxe edition of that one? I can't put it that high on my list because it's so boring looking. <laughs> it is a little boring looking. Uh, just the gameplay is really fun. I would say though, I don't bring it out as much because I actually like the um, Ares expeditions a yeah. little bit fa- better. Yeah, it's confession time. I have never played. The base, the base terraforming game. Mars. You played the Ares expansion. I played Ares expansion and the dice version prototype, mm-hmm. and the card. Yeah, there's a card game. The card prototype. Yep. Have never played the actual terraforming Mars. You probably would enjoy it because you oh, sure. you like that type of you know ugly game. games. It's, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like ugly games. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> It'd be cool if they had like a better art. The resource management, I yes, need. that's I like those games. I need to play Haven't version. played it. I I've had the opportunity to, and people. It's usually at a a game night where there's a lot of people, so we need to split up. And I usually end up teaching something else. Is what happens. Take one for the team. Yeah, I enjoy terraforming Mars. I think sometimes you can get in a situation where. You're just not really drawing cards that are good for what you're oh, yeah, trying you wouldn't like that part, Sarah. to do. <laughs> like, I, I really want to do this strategy, but the cards are not letting me do this strategy. Same so now with, I have to yeah. switch. Ark Nova, Everdell. Yes, there's a yeah, lot the of same, games that have the, yeah, sir, the, same, same the luck of the deck. Sure. All right, Ryan, tell us about the game that you've wanted to play for a long time. Star Wars Rebellion. It is a Star Wars game. And it has the word rebellion. It has the word rebellion. <laughs> I really don't know much about it. I just know I need to play it. I've heard good things about it, and they have some expansions, I believe, right? Or is that the Outer Rim one that I'm yeah, thinking of? I don't, I'm, I don't play the Star Wars Yeah, I don't. I don't play the Star Wars Imperial often. Assault. No, no, I've, no. I've played Imperial Outer Assault. Outer Rim does, I believe, have expansions. That's what I'm and thinking. And that's higher up on my list than Rebellion. But I need because to play of all the, things Because Star Wars, it's so. the theme or the Outer, like the Outer Rim sort of universe? I've, I've seen some of Outer Rim, okay. and it looks really cool. Cool. The the game that I probably need to play the most on here is Twilight Imperium, because Whoa. they just released a Twilight Imperium uh, RPG supplement. The <sighs> same people who made the Star Wars uh, RPG currently, and um, it looks really interesting. Cool. So I'm interested in the the theme. All right, Sarah, tell us about number the hate ten. Of, tell sorry, us tell us about all Spirit the things Island, you love Sarah. about Spirit Island. Well, 
Let me just say, I played this at Scarab. It's a smaller convention in South Carolina a few years back. And I even played it with a good friend of mine, Kevin Barrent, and he did a great job. Well, first we played Scoville, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I ended up beating him, even though it was my first play. And then Will joined us, and we were like, let's play Spirit Island. I was like, oh, I've never played Spirit Island. I've always wanted to try it. Well, then I realized, oh, it's a cooperative game. Oh, I'm not, those aren't, aren't really my favorite. I just want to win. I'm too competitive to play a cooperative game. And let me just read this line off of BGG. The game escalates as it progresses. And so did my hate of the game. <laughs> I was just like, it's so unforgiving. We're just getting worse and worse. And it was like halfway through our playtime. I was like, we've already lost but this I have true. to keep playing because it's cooperative and there's nothing I could do but lose more and more and more until the game ended. Yeah, I don't know what setting we played it on because I'm sure there's like difficulty levels you can play it on, but it was painful. It was I, well, like... <laughs> and like Kevin taught it very well. And so it wasn't like I didn't know how to play or I didn't know what I was doing. You know, and I was like, I'm playing with Will and a friend, so it's not like I didn't enjoy the people at the table. I just hated the game. <laughs> now, my brother Charlie really wants to try this out, so I have a feeling that sometime in the somewhat nearish future, we will be playing this. Is we're going to be playing it with Richard Lanius, and he's probably going to change the rules. And oh, make it there better. we go. That might make it he'll, better. He'll probably he'll just like, oh, fix yeah, the broken part. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is an interesting game. You are playing as like like the i don't know what the word is colonizers or whatever are calling are coming in and like chopping down the trees and trying to destroy the island and you are the spirits of the island so like the theme for it is kind of interesting you're trying to like get rid of pollution and smog and regrow stuff and have the waters be clean and stuff like that but man this it was just hard (laughs) it was like so hard that it was like well we didn't accomplish anything on this turn now let's see what happens to us next oh it's worse (laughs) we're never gonna win i'm also not i don't know who the illustrator is i don't know um it needs like a read deluxe edition as well i heard like the pieces are super tiny the everything felt thin from what i remember okay. uh the illustrations are kind of like colored pencil-y looking like they just don't look 100 percent finished okay. uh and then the components are i don't remember i think there are some wood pieces in it and stuff but uh it was fine it was actually like if you're gonna play a cooperative game i think you do want it to be yeah, hard enough to be a challenge to be so easy that you win the first time you're playing you but want you, there to be a challenge. But you don't want to feel like you you're don't getting want punched to... in the throat the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun. It was. It actually turned out to be a better discussion than I thought it would be. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys' thoughts are. If you've got some favorite games in the top BGG10 list, uh, are any of th- – this is the real question. We've all, I think at this point, made top 10 videos. Are any of these games in anybody's top 10 favorite games? Nope. I don't nope, think they but were. But I will say nope. – 11 through 20. Maybe we'll do that sometime. There, there are games in there that are starting to hit my list. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, good stuff. We've, Like I said, we do have a bunch of top 10 videos. So if you are interested in exactly the games that we like and would rank, be sure to check those out on our YouTube channel. And then, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and following along here at Tantrum House. We will try to have some announcements out soon about Tantrum Con. We have a meeting, I hope, coming up soon where we're going to try to finalize locations and all that good stuff so uh, that we can get the word out to you. I 
know that several people have signed up on our uh, notify me list, which is awesome. So we will try to get some news out to you very soon. But thanks so much. Have a great night or day or whenever you're listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.